Southern Fried Gaming Expo is this week, and we played a lot of pinball and had a lot of fun. We'll talk about what the weekend was like for the 10th annual show. Tonight is July 30th, 2023, and the Bobby Blackwell Show featuring your calls and chat comments is up next. So, so you would say uh, even if... Okay, I'll let you go. You talk. Wow, what what happened to your voice? Thank you, Skype. So, video games, that's what the show is about. This is that one, Akia Ripper from uh, Sweden. And what's with all the Halo hate, Bob? You've been hating on Halo a lot lately. I I just don't like shooters. I'm not saying it's a bad game, I just don't like it. Billy OK says he can't be seen in public playing games that aren't hardcore. What would people say? And what up, G and Chad is once again talking about wrestling. That's why it's it's not because they hate the fans. It's more because they have to start from scratch. Uh, hogwash. Later. From a little room in Atlanta, Georgia, Bobby Blackwolf. That's right. It was totally a Southern Fried episode. And thank you so much. Uh, we had, I had a lot of fun. And uh, obviously, uh, this is I'm going to be very alone now tonight. There is nothing else happening. Hello. Uh, and welcome to a very, very, very alone edition of the Bobby Blackwell Show, where we discuss the current news affecting the video game industry, as well as sometimes reminisce about gaming's history. My name is Bobby Blackwolf, totally, obviously alone. Hashtag forever alone. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right. I got promoted from the end of the show to the beginning of the show. How's it going? Well, welcome, welcome to the studio. Yeah, no, it's great to be here. I miss doing shows in person. It's been a while. Yes. It's it's nice to be here for sure. Yes, I'm here. Hi, everybody. Yes, it's Rob, I'm Rob Roberts. If you didn't yes. know, and, and Bobby's always gracious enough to uh, have me on at the end of the show to tease the upcoming Orange Launch Radio every week. And um, you know, obviously, you've known for weeks that I would be coming out here to Southern Fried Gaming Expo, which I'm excited to talk about uh, on the show tonight. But uh, not only do you convince me to go to these conventions, but you open up your home so that I can catch flights at reasonable hours yes. and times uh, to make yeah. it you know, back and forth cross country. So here I am. I, I happen to be here tonight yeah. for the Bobby Blackwell Show. And I have like this amazing jury rig setup because I, I don't usually, I can't really do two mics. So I've got like old tech going into different mixers, going to like different headphones coming in from different things. And uh, but so uh, we're going to make the most of it. We're going to have some fun. You know what, though? Sometimes it just works. And yeah. that's what you have to roll with. Trust yes. me. Trust me. Yes. With the sometimes four and five mic setup we had at yeah. uh, Studio N7 for sometimes uh, you just you just have to roll with it. So this is the kind of stuff you could see if you're here. We do tape this show live each and every Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific over at the Voice of Geeks Network Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Vogue Network. Uh, and so you can join us there uh, and interact with the show directly. And I'll be trying to read intelligent comments from chat throughout the night but we are a podcast so you can catch us over on our discord server throughout the week fognetwork.com slash discord that is where you can react to previous episodes asked about things we talked about in previous episodes or uh you know suggest stories for future episodes but unfortunately tonight we are not going to be really talking about the news uh, that much i mean final fantasy 14 fan fest yeah, the competing thing, yeah. which I, I've gone to, for, for the record, I've gone to every other time they've had one for Final Fantasy XIV. Mm-hmm. Not the eleven ones, there were Final Fantasy yeah. those two, but uh, I've been to every Final Fantasy XIV one, and this was the first year that I missed. Yeah. But a uh, good friend of uh, Orange Launch Radio, and, and your show too, uh, Shad, uh, or Shane, is uh, there and wants to do a special Vogue Network show this Ooh. week to talk about that. So Ooh. stay tuned to all those socials you were reading off Ooh. earlier. Uh, by the time the podcasters hear this it might already be up in our twitch archive yep. uh, so consider subscribing over at vog network to access yep. the archive to 
see all these uh, fun firsthand events. Uh, yes. There's a lot to say about the concerts and everything that they were showing there. Yeah, and it was interesting because I got to watch it with you. And before we get to, to the, the meat and potatoes of what we're going to talk about, let's, let's talk about this first. I should have sure. I should have probably put it in the show role. But they did announce a new uh, – they, 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 they announced a new tra- – uh, a, a new expansion. expansion, yeah, for Final Fantasy fourteen, yeah, yeah, which is and, tradition for these fan fests. But yeah. I got to watch the keynote with you, and that was that's that's what I kind of want to mention here is you know seeing you get excited about certain things, yeah, and and like and also hearing you talk about like this is what all the people got excited about, like you can have now two dies in your costume. Yeah, wasn't that funny? How a lot of the noise was for having two dies in your costume. Okay, so yes, uh, a big part of any MMO really is going to be the glamour and what your character looks like. And Final Fantasy XIV is notorious for this. They even built you know, what is essentially competitive glamour of sorts into the gold saucer. Well, now they announced as part of the many announcements that you can dye some pieces of gear two different colors. But, you know, obviously that creates all sorts of new looks and people are going to be very excited about this. And I think the reason why people were really cheering for this is because, for the most part, a lot of the things that they were announcing is very standard stuff. You know, as much as I love Final Fantasy XIV, and my love for this has not changed, but I even I can sit here and go, a lot of this is very formulaic. Yes, we're going to get two new classes. And, of course, they're going to be DPS classes. And, uh, you know, he, uh, Yoshi P will be wearing a shirt that will tease one of those classes that will be announced at the next Fan Fest. We're going to get a 10-level cap. There's going to be new dungeons. They're going to show two zones. So it's like a lot of things that we saw were very easily predictable because it's formulaic. It's a formula that works, but it is formulaic. Yeah. Um, so when they do things like there are two dies. Uh, or, you know, you can dye something two different colors. That breaks the formula and I think really catches people off guard and gets people really excited. And, of course, the other big thing, I don't know if you want me to, to mention this, but I will mention yep. the uh, arrival of Final Fantasy XIV on Xbox, um, which for me, I think, and I, th- I, I don't really see any reasonable reason that this isn't great news. Uh, either it's great news or you're a fanboy. Uh, there's really no reason not to love this idea of Xbox players, you know, people that are restricted to Series S, X, or whatever, for whatever reason it is, will be able to join in on the fun. And, of course, the announcement and the meme that the amazing free trial that you might have heard of for Final Fantasy XIV now goes to uh, level 70 and includes the award-winning Stormblood trailer or expansion. Da, da. So... And that's good because you'll see here on the trailer that's playing, this expansion isn't coming out till summer 2024. It's going to be a little bit of a wait. Usually these fan fests were in November announcing a summer release. So there's going to be a little bit of a wait. The nice thing is the release of the game on Xbox is going to get some new players into the game and will give the community some people to kind of mentor and help bridge that gap until the new expansion. Because COVID and maybe Final Fantasy 16 threw everything off a little bit. So Yeah. Yeah, and and I was so ready for them to say, "Oh, it's Ben Starr," and and so when he he announced yeah. these, he said Phil Spencer, and I heard Ben Starr. I'm like, "Oh, it is Ben Starr," because I was making a joke that that's yeah. who it was going to be, which would make a lot of sense for the for like a Final Fantasy 16 crossover at some point, right? Yeah. But um, no, it was yeah, he was saying Phil Spencer. He yeah. was very excited, and that was it was cool that he was there. To be honest, like the Phil Spencer was there with everything else going on. Uh, in Microsoft's world right now, that was very impressive to see uh, that he took the trip out out to Vegas. Even it was very obvious he was reading from the teleprompter, but that's okay. That's okay. He's still a fantastic guy and very excited for 
Um, actually, and not just the Final Fantasy fourteen, but there was a commitment. This might even be the bigger headline. If you're not into MMOs, you're like, I, I like Final Fantasy except for the MMOs. I would say the bigger headline was that they said more Final Fantasy on Xbox. They didn't say, like, current, so I don't know about... They said future titles. Future titles. They did say future titles. That's still a big deal, um, because there's been a lot of people noticing there's been a distinct lack of Final Fantasy on Xbox lately, especially since 13 and 13.2 and all that got pulled uh, from Xbox Game Pass. There's a lot of people that are waiting for, um, you know, Final Fantasy on on Microsoft platforms. So that that was a huge headline, even if you don't play the MMOs. So we have a special message, by the way. Okay. We have a special message from Clive. Clive oh. Rossfield has a message for all of you. I, I love Clive's special messages from Twitter. Please. Have you heard of the critically acclaimed MMORPG Final Fantasy XIV now with an expanded free trial? You can play through the entirety of A Realm Reborn, Heavenswood, and the award-winning Stormlight expansion up to level 70. For free. With no restrictions on playtime. <laughs> Because I have. He is so dang dang funny. And I I appreciate that uh, he gets into the memes. There's a lot of uh, not Bobby Blackwolf show safe material yes. that he gets into on his Twitter and Clive voices. Just just yeah. think of the whole like Jimmy Kimmel mean tweets. Yeah, bit. it's a little bit like that, but more like thirsty tweets. And yeah, leave it at that. Um, <laughs> it, it's funny stuff. I, ben Starr's got a great sense of humor, so I wasn't yeah. surprised he wasn't there. But that is, I bet you, I bet you, he shows up at Europe fan fest yeah. because that's where you know they're going to go next and that would be a little closer to Ben Starr's backyard. So Zenmanki11 in chat says uh, because we were talking about the two dies and he said this should have been options from the game from the start. But dies weren't in the game in the start in anyway, right? Uh yeah, and neither was Glamour from the start. Remember yeah. They had to build Realm Reborn and Final Fantasy XIV as you know it today on top of a terrible Final Fantasy XIV 1.0, which was really bad. And you know, for it, but now the game is in a great place. Like it's it's probably got one of the best recovery stories in gaming, even yeah. more so than Diablo three and No Man's Sky. It's it's yeah. incredible the turnaround that game made. But yes, because of that they've they've had to kind of build as they go in some ways. And and uh, you know, there's there's a lot of things. You know, sometimes people are like, why can't we just have more storage spots? Why can't we just, why can't you just increase our glamour spots? Well, there's a lot of server back. Because remember, when you, when you increase things, even by, let's say, 10 slots, that's 10 slots times millions of players. And that's not even counting what's on the free trial. So that's a lot of, uh, you know, server space and so forth. So it's, it's sometimes not as easy as you'd think. You know, yeah. remember the those graphics, uh, or excuse me, those, those commercials uh, from the old days of G4, where we're going to turn up the graphics on level three, have some have ruined the way we think about games for some. So, yeah, yeah I mean, it would have been nice if they had the forethought, and I think modern MMOs and new MMOs you see coming out have that from the get go because they build the MMOs that way. They know that's what people want. So. Yeah, yeah, and, and also I know that he brings out the, uh, the, the that uh, Yoshi P wears a shirt, and that's the hint for the class. So obviously, yes. obviously, we're going to have the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in Final Fantasy no. fourteen. If that is the crossover, not this Fall Guys stuff, it's actually going to be TMNT. No, uh, oh. and and to be clear, see, the obvious thing would be, oh, he's announcing Ninja, right? That would be a great right. way, right. you know, because uh, some of the pri- prior T shirts, uh, a Batman shirt. When he announced Dark Knight was yeah. coming to get it, mm-hmm. so Ninja would be very obvious. Except the game already has Ninja; it's had Ninja for a very long time since almost the very beginning of uh, Realm Reborn. It was in an early, early patch, so it's not Ninja. So my first thought was mutant, 
And maybe that's just yeah. because I've been playing a lot of Diablo 4 lately. And if you think of the Druid and the way they can kind of melee and shapeshift. But, you know, Shane and I were talking a little bit, and he seems convinced that it's the names of the Ninja Turtles. Leonardo, Donatello, Michelangelo, painters. And see, I said it is a joke. Yeah, but in Final Fantasy VI, Realm was a painter. And so there is precedence in the series for that to be, because they did confirm it would be melee DPS and range DPS. Okay. So Painter could work for range DPS. And if you look at the trailer, um, you have the um, Warrior of Light who is carrying around a sword, maybe like a swashbuckler, Corsair, mm -hmm. could be the other class uh, if you really want to read it. I mean, it seems almost obvious some type of pirate, which the opposite of ninja, yeah. ironically. Yeah, not ninjas which by could pirates. Be, which could be the hint, honestly. Yeah. Uh, th 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 that pirate would be the class you would, which would, yeah. I loved, Corsair was my favorite class in 11, but it yeah. relied on a very unique mechanic. But anyway, yeah. I, I don't want to get too far into Final Fantasy stuff on your show, but you know what? You invite me to your house during That's your show, right. I'm going to take over. I know. It's That's right. Happen. And, and you know, because that was like the day we were leaving. And it's like we I, I tried to get to the hotel in time and we pulled into the hotel right as this trailer was supposed to. Play. Yeah, I said, just so you know, I will be watching this on my phone at yes. max volume. Yes. Just yeah. Just so we're clear. Yeah. And we actually put it on in my car. Yes. Yes. Because my car nice. has twitch. Yeah. Once I once I park, I, not while I'm driving. But once I park, I can put it on, and I, I did. And then I took a picture, and then I'm like, oh, I haven't cleaned this screen in a while. Yeah. No, I'm it, not going to share this I, I will say the timing was impeccable that you parked the car as that countdown 5, 4, 3, 2, yeah. 1 was going. It was pretty, pretty yeah. impeccable. Um, so we watched, and then we went in to go check in while he's, you know, listening to the rest of the keynote. And then, we, then uh, like, the hotel TV had YouTube. And so I know, and I felt like such a you-know-what because I had my earbuds in and Bobby's trying to introduce me to people and I'm like, huh, yeah, you know, I'm taking the earbud out going, hi, you know, like mm -hmm. something more important is going on, you know, which yeah. it's so sorry, like gamer gamer problems, yes. right? But I felt a lot better when I saw one of the staff members of Southern Fried that helped you set up your panel had a FanFest 2023 shirt on. So yeah. we had that moment of, oh, you're not there either? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yep. So, uh, so yeah. So, uh, Dark to said, I'm still way behind, but may tempted to uh, be tempted to jump back in with the Xbox version. Uh, and Michigan says, I finally got my account back, and that means at least one more time on PS4, and then move to Xbox later. They didn't sunset PS4. Yeah, PS4 is not sunset, and we don't know if there's a cross license. Mm -hmm. So, just because you own it on PS4 doesn't mean you're going to get a license for Xbox. And I would expect, because of the barrier between Sony and Microsoft, I think you should set your expectation that you will have to buy the game again mm -hmm. on Xbox if you want to play on Xbox, which is the exact same thing you'd have to do if you want to play it on PC. Yeah. Uh, except for the free trial. If you're only in it for the free trial up to 70, as Clive talked about earlier, then you wouldn't have to worry about any of that because it's free trial. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I, I've actually I never made it to seventy. I think my character when I gave up was like fifty level fifty two or something. And, and yeah, but you you last played in realm. Oh no, fifty two would have been like Heaven's War, the early days of Heaven's War. Well, no, yeah. or or um, like I played. I I don't think Heaven. I think Heaven's War came out. That's when I was done because I never got past Mugglemuck. Those would have been the patches leading yes, up. The yeah, the patch like so two point uh, four or yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. And I just didn't want to do raids anymore because I wasn't a good tank. And uh, the tank is the de facto leader of the party, and I was just not good at it. Bobby was 
fine tank for the record. But the good news is they've gone back and they've implemented NPCs into just about every mandatory fight. Yeah. Googlebog is not mandatory, actually. Oh, it's so not I don't th- Okay. I don't think so. I know they cut corners. They they okay. I, they also reduced the amount of story in Realm Reborn, mandatory story anyway, at some okay. point. So Okay. So Final Fantasy XIV, uh, y'all are eating good. Like, yeah, no, FanFest you know? was, you know, was uh, it sounds like it was really crowded, but we'll we'll hear details from Shane uh, later in the week, hopefully, yeah. here at Vogue Network. Yeah, because I know he was texting you and blowing up your phone for a bit there. Typical, yes. Typical, yeah. Uh, but Southern Fright Gaming Expo is actually where we were, uh, which is a pinball and arcade expo. It's in its 10th year here in the Atlanta area. Uh, we've been a sponsor for probably about nine of those 10 years. Um, because I don't think I sponsored the first year I went. I think I went, and then it was like, this is great. I should get in on the ground floor. Uh, and we've been a sponsor. And uh, it's, it's essentially, it started off as a Southern Fried Game Room Expo. And here's, here's, here's the reason that they changed the name. A, everybody called it the Gaming Expo anyway. And B, the first time, or one of the first times in their original hotel that showed on the schedule, they cut off the last part. So it said Southern Fried Game. And so... Some people showed up reading that Southern Fried Game. And so when these hunters in their camo thought this was a hunting expo, got really upset when it was a bunch of nerds playing pinball in arcade. They were like, maybe we should do something about that. So um, so uh, that so it's now the Southern Fried Gaming Expo. It has expanded a lot into uh, not just pinball and arcade, but re- all things video gaming and board gaming and miniatures gaming. And uh, I-, I can't even think like I can't even think of what type of gaming they didn't have represented there at some point. Yeah, you didn't. You, you forgot werewolf. There well, was a whole room for werewolf. Whole room for werewolf. But they also had Warhammer. They had uh, Pathfinder um, and 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 all that. So we actually found there, there's actually a social deduction game uh, that in the board game area. It's called Where Words. And apparently other people played it. We'd never heard of it before this, but it's like werewolf, except you're trying to guess a word. You're in a circle, and so there's like a secret word, and one person, the seer, knows it, and you're trying to like suss out the word with yes or no questions, but the werewolf also knows it and wants to get the people not to guess the word or something. So uh, I read the back of the box. I'm like, I got to try that at some point, but we didn't have the four to ten people to do it there. Um, but yeah, so like werewolf and, and all that and, and even wrestling and, you know, there, there, there was a lot there. We took a lot of video and so we're going to, we're going to talk about it because, uh, Rob had never been, I've been to 10 of them. So, uh, you know, I kind of know what to expect, but you know, somebody coming in, you know, who's, who's used to going to larger, uh, larger events, like, you know, coming down here for Dragon Con or like a MAGFest or, you know, been to like a PAX in the past, you know, it, it's a little bit of a different vibe. It is, but to be fair, don't don't um, sell. I know you won't, but don't sell it short either, because uh, you know I think I think I, I it was a cozy con, and that's not a bad thing. You know, think about Dragon Con in its early years was what like three thousand people, or probably about as many as this con was pulling yeah. in. Right? I was really reminded in many ways of GamerX. Remember when that con was around the G A Y M E R X? Now, obviously, that was targeted for a, a particular audience, but yet all sorts of people that showed up, and I would say it was about the same size. It was it was also very much a cozy con, and sometimes people want to go to cozy con for cozy vibes, right? Like, you know, you had a lot of people at this con that just were, you know, vibing with board games and, yep. you know, had the coolers, beers with friends, yep. playing deduction games or whatever it is for the weekend, mm-hmm. um, you know, playing pinball tables, trading that stuff. You know, a lot of people just, you know, having cozy vibes. And that's yeah. cool. Like, it was, it was 
it was a good time. No, is is it the the pomp and circumstance and the huge stuff of some of these other conventions? No, but not every convention has to be that. Yeah. So um, that's that's good, and it does appear, you know, based on you know what you're telling me and what everybody's saying, that the convention is growing. So yeah. who knows? In another five years, this could be a super con if they want it to be. I don't know yeah. if that's what they want. Um, I, I don't know the organizers well enough to know if that's the direction they're going. Yeah. But I, you know, I like that it's getting bigger. There's lots of things to play, see, and do. Kind of like you said, it touches yeah. all facets of gaming, which is cool. Yeah, so um, we've got I've got some video that's going to be playing in the background. Once again, if you subscribe to our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash vognetwork, you'll be able to see the video of this. We're going to describe it as much as we can. But uh, it's uh, th- now the first thing I'm going to say is the down escalator was under renovation at the hotel. It wasn't broken. It was actually like being remodeled. Um, but uh, but uh, that, that's, that was the first thing you saw. Um, but like once again, we were a sponsor. And actually in the video, Rob's like saying, hey, you should come in. There's us and there, there's our logo. Um, they actually expanded. Uh, this used to be just this one exhibition hall. And if you, uh, if you've watched videos from the past, you've seen this one exhibition hall, but the wall is open and they actually have the entire second part open, uh, which meant that they could fit more things. So there were actually like twice as many vendors, uh, here, but it also meant they could ex- spread the pinball out. So it wasn't as loud and cacophonous as it was in the past. Yeah, you were warning me how noisy this would be, and I, I honestly, it didn't seem that bad to me. Like, I expected, yes, big room, lots of machines, there's going to be noise, but it mm-hmm. wasn't quite uh, echoey, like I, I was feeling yeah. like you were setting me up for. I don't know, I was ready for it. Yeah, uh, but but because they were able to spread things out a little bit more, put vendor tables in the middle of things... Uh, from, it wasn't sorry, you, but you brought up Magfest, and from yeah. what I recall, Magfest was a similar setup. Yeah. I don't remember if they had the the cement floor, or the but actually, this con is really similar to Magfest. It's yeah. just a little less on the music. There's some music, but it's a little less on the music. Yeah. Um, but I would say, and obviously, just smaller overall, just because of the uh, uh, footprint and all all that. But honestly, it's it's a cozy Magfest. Really, you, this this could be Mag South in some ways. Yes, in some ways. Again, right. I don't want to, you know, in the sense of that, yeah. like Magfest is really about the music it's it is music and games uh and so like that's where it's got all the stages now one of the things we're going to to show here and we're going to talk about this a little bit because dark tetsi has sent us about 50 tweets <laughs> about these uh th- these homebrew machines uh so homebrew pinball machines people making their own pinball machines there was uh, a beavis and butthead one there was a league of legends one that i've shown here on the past um, uh, uh, an original table called Mind Crime, but Spaceballs, the pinball machine. Which is incredible. And yeah. you've shown this before, but yes. to see it in person is really a trip. Yes. And that labyrinth, I want to point out, you already went by, but that that whole play field was like hand-painted. Yeah, it was and, ex- that was a piece of art. Yeah, and we're going to show it again. It's, it's the next video in this little segment that I took later uh, because it was working finally, but there's no lights in it. So we thought it wasn't working, but it totally was working. And now we I've even got some video not in this of me actually playing it. But that is the play field of Labyrinth. And it is beautiful. Yeah. For those that are watching on the podcast feed, you can really just see how this, you know, this uh, painting of Jennifer Connelly and David Bowie that is on the play field is just it's immaculate. And then, of course, <laughs> the little little guy there on the front like this. is This is such I mean, th- this this is art. There's there's nothing else. This is a this is a pinball painting, is what this is, and, and it plays like a '70s era pinball machine. That's kind of what it yeah. it's set up as. Yeah, it's not as fancy as say the spaceball machine or you know one of the others with all the lights and bloops and bleeps. But I mean, in, in, they're they're incredible in their own way. Yeah. 
So, um, and, and uh, yes, we did get to play it. Dark to Sea is like, I hope you got to play it. Yes, we, we did get to play it. Uh, it was not down anymore. The first time I went by it, I actually saw the guy working on it. Uh, so that was work. So um, we did get to play it. And it plays like a old 70s. Like there's no music, no sound effects, no nothing. It's really just standard pinball with the labyrinth paint on it. Real quick, I do want to point out, I did play that Space Harrier machine for Jamie. I know okay. we're still on pinball, yep. but I just want to point out for Dark Sakura, out there somewhere, I did play that Space Area yeah. machine. Um, the big new Stern pinball release is Venom. And so they had a huge Venom uh, blow-up uh, thingy that you walked through, and they had 10 Venom tables that you could play, uh, along with a lot of the other Stern ones. Yeah, like six Foo Fighters, three yeah. Mandalorians, uh, a bunch of the Bond machine, which I yep. thought at first was two separate tables, but no, it's the same table with different themings after different Bond movies, yeah. but I love that table. That was a great table. I got to be honest, didn't love Venom yeah. because, well, for me, there's not a lot of mid-table action going on. You know, mm-hmm. there, you, I would expect a second set of flippers or something, but I think that's my opinion. See, I think there's a bunch of other pinball people, probably folks that like older machines that would love Venom because it's a throwback for that reason. So this is very much a case of different tastes for different folks. Yeah. And we're showing the uh, the James Bond ones, the 007s, and it's like one's the pro art and one's the premium art, and it's different movies. So there's Dr. No on one, and You Only Live Twice on the other. It's the same table, but it's the difference between the pro and the premium. Yeah, and I think Dr. No maybe had the actual jetpack bond in the yes. machine, which was rad. I, yeah. I really like that. Yeah, and I think that yeah, I think that's the premium version that would have more of the stuff. But they And they had a lot of their others, like the Iron Maidens. Uh, were, were there, and they, they had the Stern Insider connected with the leaderboards. Yeah, smart. Oh, I didn't even realize they were showing this on the screen, the live scores. That's incredible. I'm seeing this for the first time on Bobby's footage. So they were actually pulling in from the expo folks' high scores. I yeah. think that Stern Insider thing is brilliant, by the way. I've talked about this on mm-hmm. OLR. I love that it may, it takes pinball beyond just that three-ball experience, which can sometimes go very quick. Yeah. With the ball going down the drain. It gives you something to progress on and build on progression. It puts progression in pinball, and I think it's so brilliant. And I'm surprised everybody else hasn't ripped it off yet. But um, I, I, this was a lot of fun to uh, use, and you know, because yeah. uh, these tables were all official uh, Stern recognized tables, and they were you doing the achievements. It was a cool way to like build up the profile. Yeah. Super, yeah. super props to Stern on and, that. And when you go into your profile, it actually says, yeah, you were at the Southern Fried Gaming Expo. Yeah, like you get a special badge for it, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so they, they were doing that. And, um, and, and But then also there were some other machines. I didn't realize they had made a queen pinball machine. Pinball Brothers yeah. is, a, is a company I'd never really heard of. Yeah, great and they, license. And they made the queen, queen pinball machine. Couldn't hear it. That's the downside. I mean, if I do this, it's like... Um, that's how loud, that this is the the sound in there. So. Yeah, so you you couldn't really hear that machine, but yeah. that's all right. And they had an alien, but it was down when I was coming by. But then then they had the Guns and Roses that I'm that were that's been there a couple for a couple of years. Uh, the Godfather, fiftieth anniversary. The Godfather is the new table from Jersey Jack Pinball, and uh, I didn't get a chance to play it, but it does. They 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 did some kind of neat things that people who are fans of the series would like. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, it's it, yeah, and I see in chat they're talking about that. Uh, SG100 Matt says, "Wow, this is pinball heaven." You can tell at its core, this started as a pinball show. Yes, because that is definitely what is best represented. Check out there. the leg on the the Godfather oh, there. Yeah, that it's, was, yeah, it's a yeah, very gold kind of uh, fancy leg on that for those listening on podcasts. But um, yeah, just plenty. Like if you're in, if you're into pinball, everything new and a lot of classics are here. I would say I did not see as many classics as I might see at a California Extreme, but I was still impressed. Uh, I was impressed that Stern kind of pours as much as they do into it and that they have like that kind of sponsorship from all the companies. I thought it was great. And so what we're seeing here on the stream is the Weird Al table with yeah, the this topper. Is great. Uh, this is from Multimorphic Pinball, and its gimmick is uh and actually when i was doing this uh, the ball got stuck um so i th there's a little more footage of them actually playing the game but uh the gimmick with the multimorphic tables is that you buy the cabinet and it costs a lot like twelve thousand dollars for the cabinet but you can buy other modules for the top part the bottom part is a screen that can detect where the ball is. And the top part actually has ramps and toys and stuff and is actual physical stuff. You can buy the top part for like two or $3,000 and get a completely different game. And so you can buy like the Weird Al table. So the sides say Weird Al, but then they had another game next to it called fi uh, Final Resistance, which you could buy Final Resistance, put it in your Weird Al cabinet, and you've got a completely different pinball table with completely different rules, completely different everything. It's very old school arcade machines and how those worked. Yeah. Yeah. Or even like DDR machines and new mixes. Yeah. And things like that. Yeah. So, uh, so, and I believe Jamie from OLR has, uh, has this on order. I think, yeah, one's coming. I don't think it's in the, the, the cave yet, but it's coming. Yes, because they, it takes them, there's, there was a lot of, uh, when Weird Al was the license. Well, and for, for those watching on Twitch, you can see there's a sign in the corner. We don't see it now, but if you uh, when it panned up, you see a sign in the corner that says this t t uh, machine is for sale and it has sold written over it. And it was that sold. Was, that was sold Friday, an hour into it. Like, not yeah. even that. Like, yeah, by because the, by the time, time we got we there, it was yeah, sold. It was sold already. It was pretty wild. And, and because they'll do this, like, actually, all those Venom tables were also for sale because yeah. he doesn't want to take them home. That was actually brought by the distributors, and they don't want to take him home. And I, I had to get the uh, the accordion uh, moving in the topper for the Weird Al one. Um, but they, the distributors don't want to take him home, so you actually even get a uh, you, you get you get a discount because they've been played at the show for three days. Yeah. Like people have been banging on them, but you have to take them home on Sunday. And you can see this final resistance machine, which looks cool. It's got a lot of green, neon, flashy lights. It's a very you know, showy machine, and, and the video has somebody on multiball right now, which looks like a lot of fun. This poor machine didn't sell, at least by the time. Yeah. We, and it's it, and the like you pointed out, you could turn this into a weird owl if you really wanted to, but it yeah. wouldn't have the branding. So, yeah. And that's important. It goes to show the power of licensing and the right license, right? Yeah. And they've got like five or six other games. Like Multimorphic has other games that you yeah. can put in here. So there are there were classic games. Uh, so games from like and th there's some here that are from like the 80s and a little bit from the heyday of the 90s, especially the early 90s. Um, and uh, so like there was a pinbot there and a taxi there, uh, and and so you can get you can see a lot of stuff. And there were arcade machines. We kind of were talking while the arcade machines were going, but there was a good set of like arcade machines. Uh, some that you know a lot a lot of times like they would be off. 
Like they, they didn't fare as well as the pinball, but like everybody really likes pinball because you can't really play that at home. Whereas arcade games, yeah, you can play in some collections. These real classic 60 and 70s machine, like you see a saw Star Trek machine there. Mm-hmm. That's the type of machines that I probably see a little more of at California Extreme. Again, not a read. There's just there's probably yeah. more collectors in the Bay Area of that kind of stuff than there are in Atlanta. And that's yeah. it is what it is. Again, not just just one of those things. Where it's like, OK, yeah, it's a ton of pinball. Maybe not as many classic pinball as I've seen before, but the, the support. Yeah. of modern pinball was really and yeah it's it's not just the pinball companies but the distributors and people wanting to sell these things direct to yeah. you which you know yeah this is a collector's heaven Ooh, the slot machines yeah so this is the first time i've seen pachis pachi slot machines at southern fried gaming expo this is the first time i've ever seen some and uh, i do get video of them out of the way they the the they i'm trying to like not be in the way and i was also doing this on saturday like right at the height of everything um, but there were actually some Pachi slot machines with your Japanese anime waifus. Uh, and uh, so there, there was some of that that was uh, that was pretty fun. We did show we po- walked by the um, the Super Mario Brothers table. But here. Yeah. So here's some anime waifus. Uh, Rumble Roses 3D. The Pachi oh, slot machine. I didn't machine. even notice that was Rumble Roses yes. branded. There were people on that the entire time. Yes. I couldn't figure out why. I was like, yeah. OK, that's why. Um, and, and now we're showing like a homebrew, like a indie, like a lot of indie developers are now making arcade cabinets. Yes. And so that, I've not seen that trend before. Yeah. I, that was pretty wild. The, yeah. uh, not to jump too far ahead, but the panel before you was one of those. Yeah. Because they had their little machine in there. And yeah. I thought that was that was wild. So uh, but we passed by the Super Mario Brothers uh, pinball cabinet, which was the full size version. There were two versions. There was a full size and a small size version. Did you know that pin, uh, Super Mario Brothers pinball cabinet? That was the first time Charles Martinet ever voiced Mario. I did know that because you told me that yesterday. I know. I tell yeah. yeah. But did you in the podcast? Uh, no, that, yes, uh, because and he didn't voice it in the game for like two more years. But the pinball machine was really his first appearance as Mario. So uh, we're walking through. There's some more, uh, you know, classic pinball games, classic arcade. Uh, SJ100 oh. Matt is asking, oh, this video was taken from Saturday. Not bad crowd wise. Yes. So, yes, it was. This was like prime time. Yeah, I, did, I, yeah. I made sure to do it prime time because like I've done them in the past and you're like, wow, it's kind of dead in there. And so I wanted to make it look like, you know, yes, people were going to this. It was pretty packed. It helped that the Atlanta Braves were in town. Yes. On Saturday, there are a lot of Braves jerseys that spent the afternoon here, then walked across the street, which is I-285. It's a really big street to go to the game that started at 7 o'clock. Yes. We actually, we ate lunch over there one day. So I got some funny pictures for Instagram where I was like, go sports ball, because we we literally ate at the stadium. Uh, Well, right there in the front area. Um, And uh, yeah, I could see that as a good thing and a bad thing for this con. It's a good thing because you have the families, like you said, that are like wandering into the the gaming show. But I can see how also some people... People maybe local to the area are like, uh, I'm not going to go down there. And there's a Braves game. Yeah. It's too much. You know, parking. and uh, So I can see it's a little bit of both. Um, but, yeah, ho- hopefully more good than bad on that front. And I did not play a single rhythm game. Neither did I. They were packed the entire time. Yeah. So there the, was the a entire DDR. Time. And I'd never seen one of those nostalgia machines. And okay. I didn't realize how, like, Keyboard Mania-esque they were. And I really yeah. wanted to play that. But just... You know, so many things to do. You get distracted by something else. But, yes, for for those of you uh, that I've known from the Orange Launch Radio early days when we were all about music games, yes, music games, were they were all against one wall, but they were there and, and pretty well represented. I don't – who there must be a collector locally yeah. that collects these because I, I – Yeah. Yeah, I was pretty pretty impressed by their collection. 
So uh, somebody mentioned uh, we saw some candy cabs. The uh, FGC was there. We were also we're, we're kind of in the console tournaments area that was in the convention center. Some of the stuff they had moved out from the hotel. Um, and it's, and then there's some more candy cabs with some of the other games that you would play, uh, you know, and, and some more candy fighting cabs games. were really popular. I don't, yeah. I don't know what, the, what a PSA went out to the fighting game community about this show, but the fighting game community was turned out like they were on those candy cabs, the street fighter six cab, which I, I think video is coming up soon. Yeah, sorry, there, it there it is. Hey, I just thought ahead. Which is very clearly a converted Super Street Fighter 2 machine because it still has the Q sound label on yes. it. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I just I thought that was rad that that was there. That was yes. packed the whole time. Yeah, and I didn't get that much video of it, but it, it looks like it's the PC version, but they have it running on a CRT. And because you can see the scan lines and everything. Uh, but it was Street Fighter 6, and you played it on that, that big, big blue cab. Yeah. So, yes. And uh, Dark Tessia says, yes, someone converted Big, big Blue to play Street Fighter Six. That was it. Uh, and, and it was packed the whole time. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You might have to wait a person or two to play the game you want to play. But for the most part, um, you know, especially in the non-peak times, like early on Friday or probably today. Honestly, we were so busy today, we didn't. We barely touched the game room. Uh, yeah. You don't have to wait quite as long to get into yeah. games. There was one rush pinball machine, and it was down, so you couldn't oh, beat no. its high score. Well, I did beat. I did get the high score on that Wizard of War machine yeah. that you you panned by because I used to play the heck out of that game on Commodore mm -hmm. sixty four, and it's like the same thing. The game is so old that the the Commodore sixty four port is very, very, very faithful. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. So no, it was, but it. And a lot of people here, like, they kind of get... Oh, the... where's Tiger Claw? There's Ninja Turtles. Oh, Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles. He's on a cruise. Oh. And he, I can say that because he's told everybody that yeah, he's yeah, on a cruise. Yeah, it's on social. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. Um, so, yeah, there was an old battle zone. These were, like, these little, like, the, 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 the old Atari cabinets and, like, the real tiny ones. Yeah, this was a throwback to, like, my yeah. Chuck E. Cheese years. Uh, yeah. This one. Uh, cocktail machines. I guess on Saturday those were out in the lobbies, so yeah. you probably didn't pan those. Uh, right away, but yeah, a very nice collection of cocktail machines. Yeah, so. the little cabaret cabs is what they were. Um, yeah, so... Uh, I did hear, uh, seeing the Mr. Do machine made me think, I, I overheard the guy in the elevator say that he brought that and something else, that mm -hmm. that's how he got into the show for free. So that's how they, they yes. encourage people to bring machines, is that, oh, if you bring a machine, you get into the show for free. And I was... I was kind of thinking, wow, you still put a lot of wear and tear on your machine by doing that. And somebody in chat had even said it. These machines mm -hmm. get really beat up at these shows, right? But you brought up a great point, is that the the world's best arcade, old arcade machine doctors are all in the house for a yeah, show like this. With stuff. Yeah. You know. So, uh, and so what we were showing at the beginning of this video that is showing, I'm actually going to have it restart it. Uh, I talk a lot. It's okay. It's uh, they had a history of pinball, and so it actually had like old pinball machines, which was before flippers. You actually played it by nudging. You would shoot the ball and nudge the ball to get a higher score. Where you know, kind of like you know, well, pachinko a little bit, like nowadays. Playing plinko on the Price is Right, yes. but you can shake the board. Yeah, yeah. So that's what they were showing, and they brought like some of the like these are like pinball machines from like the 1910s, 1920s. And stuff were there, so that was that was kind of interesting to see and like see the kids try to play it and see what they can do because there's no flippers, so it's it's a lot different. Um, but yeah, like and and also like they get the free VIP dinner if you bring your own. Going back to be, people bringing their own stuff, like we were in the VIP dinner because we're awesome and we're also sponsors. That's really why. But like the people who bring arcade games can get in get in there too and get get thank you. 
They Kudo, had a Star Wars to the desserts at the VIP dinner. Yes. Just shout out to those desserts and the macarons were the the mm. Star Wars cabinet never worked. That oh, was a bummer. The Tron cabinet was pretty much down the entire time. Too. Yeah, that's it, a bummer. It was but. the Tron cabinet was finally up, but they said it's twenty five cents only. They couldn't turn it on free play. Uh, that's a bummer. Yeah, but that's okay. Again, you know, the, it's it's a big show. These things take a big beating. It's gonna happen. Like I'm not lit, like actually disappointed. Yeah. yeah, there it is working there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and here's what's funny about this. And if I pause, this is my arcade because next to Tron is Outrun. Oh, how funny! And that's what I have. And like, the, unfortunately, the Star Wars wasn't next to it. The Star Wars was around on the other side. But um, yeah, I just I just found that funny because that's those are the arcade one ups I have in my in my arcade. I forgot to play that Gyrus. Darn darn. Oh. Next year. I think Jamie still has one in her garage, so I'm yeah. okay. But, yeah, that's uh, – <laughs> I love Jairus. So, so yeah, so I'm, I'm, we're walking kind of down. There was some pole position there, Battletoads, uh, Defender. The ice-cold beer was, was fun over there. I'm going to assume you didn't really pan through the vendors a lot. Do you want to talk no. quick about the vendor presence? Because there was a lot of really cool vendors there, including, I know, like some like custom, you know, arcade, virtual arcade type I, things. I passed, cool. but I, I actually did pan at the very beginning uh, through the virtual arcades because I've interviewed them on the show before. Oh, okay. The rest of the vendors, the reason I didn't, we're showing the Scooby-Doo game oh, right now. Yeah, artists and artists yeah. can get I, yeah, touchy. Yeah. I don't want to, you know, take away sales from people because, like, I'm taking pictures pictures of their art instead yeah. of buying it. Well, take our word for it. There were some great vendors, yep. you know, selling art things. And it wasn't all just games. I actually brought, bought Alan a, and this isn't a spoiler because I already told him, I bought him a tote bag from this one vendor I thought had a bunch of funny pop culture stuff. And it's a uh, ghost face looking all, you know, woo uh, with a Ouija board thing that says, call me on it. It's because, get it? Because Ghostface was screaming, mm-hmm. call me. Uh, I thought the tote bag was hilarious, so I bought that. And uh, an, a keychain that is not appropriate for the Bobby Blackwell show because it uses a word beginning with F, but it made yeah. me laugh. So I bought that too. Yep. And we walked by, they had a whole set of like all the driving cabinets, like your Daytonas and your F355 Challenge mm-hmm. and Crazy Taxi and all that. Uh, and then they had more pinball machines you couldn't play. They had a whole tournament space that I never set foot in. Because never you have to pay to get in. So, you know. Uh, so, uh, then they had the board game. This was the board game area. It was open 24 seven and, uh, we tested that last night. Yeah, we did. We were there till like 3 AM. I'm we, pausing the video here. Yes. We were there until 3 AM. Can we talk about this? Yeah. We played. So you rented the kingdom hearts. What was the name of the game? Kingdom hearts, kingdom hearts, perilous something. Cause there's multiple kingdom hearts board yes, games, but it was a dice game involving kingdom hearts. Yes. And it probably took us an hour. We literally had to have a seven year old yes. explain the rules to us on YouTube. Yes. Because trying to have Bobby read the manual wasn't working. But once At we got one the in the morning. Seven, yeah. Once we got the seven year old to explain the rules on YouTube, we yeah. finally, Oh, we get it now. And we actually played this game. So, of course, I played Donald because my role was not to heal anybody. Right. Um, but you healed us. Finally. Yeah, ironically, I ended up doing a lot of healing. But, um, yeah. you know, sometimes the board games aren't necessarily like the video game. There's differences. Yeah. But that was fun. Yeah. And we st- we were up until 3 in the morning yeah. playing that game. And we were not the, we did not close that place down. No. There were definitely other folks. Well, because it's open 24-7. But what you can do is you there, there was a board game library in the back. And you could rent board games. Basically, they scan your badge. They scan your ID. Uh, they take your phone number. So if you give it back and there's stuff missing, they call you and you're banned. Uh, thankfully, I didn't get a call. So I think we got everything back in there. Yeah. Um, By the way, I did like the Kingdom Hearts game. 
horribly unbalanced characters. Yes. Is my only complaint. Like, I don't know how you beat that game without a Donald in your party. Donald is literally the only one that even has the potential to heal. Yeah. That would be a very difficult game without. That's my, that's my only. Yeah. But otherwise, I had a lot of fun. And it, it actually isn't that hard to learn once you have a seven-year-old explain it to you. Yeah. So yeah. it was... Uh... Yeah, so uh, in the game, basically, you pick these different cards. It's basically, it's it's glorified Yahtzee, but I feel like I'm short-selling it by calling it glorified Yahtzee, but that's what it was. It was dice games. You were trying to collect so many symbols, but then, you know, as you were trying to collect those symbols, then you would roll for the world, and they, they could do damage to you in the world and all this stuff. So, yeah, uh, Perilous Pursuits is the name of the yeah. game that uh, we were playing until 3 a.m. Yes. So. Yes, there's like little cards you use. Yeah, it's it's a it's a PVE game. Yes. So it was you, me, and Mrs. Black Wolf were teamed up against yes. the Heartless. It was not yeah. a versus game. So so yes, yeah, so we we played that and uh, we were there, uh, and then we're like, all right, time for bed. Um, <laughs> but I mean, there are people that never leave this area. That this is where they live is is in this area, and this is all they do is a board game. They could care less about the pinball and arcade. And that that's great. And this that this used to be your Dragon Con before you got yeah. into panel moderating. Yeah. yeah. So now we're going to go through the Vintage Computer Festival. So oh, thi- this is fun. This is actually a separate event. It, you, I used to exhibit at this event when it was a separate event, but now it takes place at the Southern Fried Gaming Expo at the same time. And this is all stuff I threw away from my parents' house. I mean, well, not really, but uh, but it's like all, all stuff you know that i would have had and you can see a lot of like people are selling there's a consignment store people you can buy old monitors and old pcs if you really want them or old keyboards and things like that uh but this is where they would show off all the old apple twos or your commodores yeah, and, and i think i think down this row there were some old uh dos machines that were running doom on them legitimately i think some kids are playing doom in the screenshot yes. and that took me back because like that was like oh i'm literally looking at myself when i was 12 except yes. i had red hair yeah yeah, and these were actually they land them together, so they actually had the old way of networking these computers together. So they were doing deathmatch LAN. Yes, on these. But I and we we haven't really talked a lot about this. How many kids are at this yes. show? And that that it was really cool that kids were eating up this museum of technology. And you see a lot of kids in these screenshots, and you see some you know uh, other folks too that are you know having a throwback time. But it, this is a really cool way for kids to experience. Like this is the way we used to play games. Because you know, remember this kid in the Yoshi hat? From his perspective, he's never played an old school game like this before. But yeah. in this 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 allows him the opportunity to do that, which I thought was was really cool. Yeah, yeah. really cool walk down. Yeah, no, and a lot of kids were really liking this, and parents were like, "This is what it was like in my when I was a kid." And this is on Saturday. There, you can tell, tell that there were people in here, and they were standing and you know standing around and 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 actually talking to the people that were exhibiting these things. Um, but and again, not to compare too much to MAGFest, but I'm going to because it's another yeah. con I've been to. MAGFest has a similar thing, and it's a similar effect. It's a, I don't see as many kids at MAGFest. Yeah. It's not a kid's show a lot. So, But I, I that was one of the things I really liked about that show, too, is the history. And so I, I, yeah. lo- I love when we're teaching folks about gaming's roots and uh, a good, yeah. good throwback. And uh, I think somebody was giving away old dot matrix printer printouts, yeah. which I thought was, was great. Yeah. One so. more thing I'll say about MAGFest. Sorry. Yeah. That Clued VCR game documentary that you and I yeah. was also playing at Southern Fried. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah they have a whole film festival. Yeah. yeah. No, they do. They do. Yeah. And I that Apple II was, was for sale. It was that. That was what it was repeating. I'm yeah. for sale. Ask. Um, because they, they're. 
Uh, then there was this guy, like this guy's been at the Vintage Computer Festival. It's like it's a tic-tac-toe machine, but it's like the loudest thing in the world. And it's like all this mess of wires. And he made it in the 60s as like a project. And he still exhibits it to this day. Wow. I didn't know that's what that was. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't set up on Friday, but it was on Saturday. Um, this, this is actually, he does like an Atari podcast and I don't know if I got video of it actually running. He actually made like using old stuff. Uh, you could play X-Wing from the, you know, DOS. I wanted to, though, I was like, was that Wing Commander? No, it was X-Wing. It was X-Wing. He has this whole little chair rig. I saw some kids in that. It looked like fun. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the big, the sound system and everything. Uh, so you could sit there and play X-Wing with, in, in the chair. Um, this is the TI-99 exhibit, and I've actually interviewed him before where he converted the entirety of the LaserDisc uh, Dragon's Lair, and it plays on an actual stock TI-99. Words and, and the visuals here really do not do that justice. What an impressive translation that is. Yeah. I mean, just, you know, especially if you were alive in that area and ever gamed on a TI-99. I mean, isn't the whole point of this to show, like, this is what this machine was capable of, if only yes. they had done it. Yeah, because I think he said it had the same chip as something else. Yeah, yeah, and, one of the other gaming machines, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and but they never used it on the computer. Yeah. So and he would and so there's a lot of homebrew ports of things to use it on the computer. And DJ Rama S says, Did I just see a flappy bird TI ninety nine yes. cart? You sure did. Yep. Yep. You that, sure did. That was in the last one. They, he didn't have that one in. They were making that and uh let's see here. Um they, they he had that like Ghostbusters. They were converting this Commodore yes. sixty four Ghostbusters yes. to the TI ninety nine. There was one time they were playing Spy Hunter. Yeah, yeah, most of the weekend, weekend that Spy Hunter clone was what was running yeah. on that machine that I saw. Yeah, yeah. So uh, and uh, so I I rewound in the video so we can kind of like kind of look in here and see what's in here. Um, yeah, Jetpack is mm -hmm. uh, I think that's the Bungie game from back in the day was in there too. And yeah, uh, a Snake Plissken game. Yeah. So yeah, I, uh, and Pitfall, and you'll notice that's the Atari Twenty Six Hundred art for Pitfall on that cartridge yeah. there. So just a really cool. Uh, homebrew and and like people love this machine to do this. So yeah, yeah I this is just cool to see. Yeah. So um, I wish we were able to plug and play a little more, but I also understand like okay, number one, these machines are very old. And they don't want people putting their mitts all over these things. Well, he he wanted people to play them. Oh, oh, well, you know. Yeah, I guess that's true. It's hard to know which ones you can touch and which ones you can't. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the next person that and somebody we've already shown a little bit. Uh, Questbrook says, oh, wow, an Enigma machine. Yes, there's a homebrew, like a, a Kickstarter or like a replica Enigma machine. And when Enigma machine back there is uh, that's what cracked the code, the, the Nazi code in World War II. We just invoked Godwin's Law, but it's Germain. Wow. Um, and so they actually have now recreated the Enigma machine. Uh, and and that they they've they've shown it for the past couple of years, which is how I know kind of the backstory of it. And it was like a kickstarted thing, and you could actually get yourself an Enigma machine that worked like the ones that were in World War II. I didn't know the story behind that. I just yeah. I liked all the cute little miniatures. Yeah, <laughs> so the mi the miniatures are the real table. cool thing. Um, so they, they've also made these miniatures of all of the computers in a timeline and gaming systems. All the way up to PS4. So you're going to see them a little bit. Um, Mark Tessier is the artist that did all these. Uh, and uh, even had like some, some – they were all around. So I was trying to just get like 
you know, quick pictures of these. They they look like the Hallmark ornaments. Yes. Or yeah, the, the but they're they're for literally everything you can. Now do. what I panned up on and I paused on that's an Apollo Eleven computer recreation. Oh yeah. That that sent the astronauts to the moon, and it's a full on. And there's even a Kickstarter right now about um you know you can get your own device. Uh, you can get that yourself. And then the uh, Antikythera machine, if you've never heard of what the Antikythera machine, it is believed to be the world's first computer, and it was found in uh, ancient Greece, I want to say, um, in a shipwreck of a ship that sh- sank 2,000 years ago. Bobby, you know a lot about these. It's almost like you exhibited at this show before. It's almost it like was, I've been to yes. this. And it's almost like I've spent an entire weekend at just this portion of the show before it became part of Southern Fried Gaming Expo. Yeah, no. Um, so, great. yeah, you can look up the Antikythera device, and they're, they're still trying to figure out how it worked. They're using, huh. like, x-rays to try to get in and figure out how it worked and what it did. And so people are kind of trying to reverse engineering. Uh, and ZenMonkey11 asked, what did the computer do? They think it mapped. It was a star map. It was so for, for navigation. It was oh, like a no. GPS. Oh, no. It looks like an X to me. I hope it wasn't used for that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that the X that you're seeing, that's what we see because it was under it was underwater for 2,000 years. And so they don't want to break it by trying to break it open. So it's like all the sea stuff is in it, but they're using X-rays to kind of look inside. As long as it doesn't start lighting up. Yeah. Um, but then as we go through on the, the – I, I pan back down to, like, the game consoles. And you can even see it goes PlayStation 4, Xbox One with Kinect and uh, ends with the Nintendo Switch. Um, but yeah, so they're doing a, um, and they, they, they're doing a, uh, open Antikythera is a Kickstarter live campaign right now. Mm. Um, and so you can see more about it and, and stuff like that. Uh, Zemonkey 11 says, can you run windows on it? Uh, yes. Uh, no, but if it runs Linux, you get doom on that real quick. Yes. So you look, please look forward to it. Yes. Uh, there, there's a lot of doom on these machines because they knew they could run doom on it. Um, so then there were some people that were showing like, you know, the IBM PCs of our, you know, from the nineties and stuff, which is fun. It's like, Oh, I had that. I had that. It's in a museum now. That's weird. Um, this was, there was somebody that actually brought rotary phones and it was fun watching that, parents try to teach their kids. That cracked me up. And that and the old school car phones. Yeah. Cracking and- me up. And also, they showed like what, how the, how the, um, the little guide on how to use a rotary phone yes. slayed me. I'm like, oh no, no. Let's go back to that. That's funny. I, am, I want off this planet. Let me go. Yeah, how, how to make a phone call, and also on a touchtone phone. Like it showed the touchtone as well. Yeah. Uh, but then the other thing they had that was neat was over there is, like, how the board worked. Like yeah, the, no, they, they were really showing, like, how it all worked and, yeah. you know, how the phones are really... So it's very educational. It's cool. Uh, ZenMonkey11 says, I miss Rotary. Uh, you're the only one who does. I don't miss... I <laughs> They're don't miss fun Rotary. to play with for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, and there, yeah, there, there were people that were showing the actual old car phones, which was what we called mobile phones before, back when you, like, literally had to have them plugged into the car yeah. cigarette lighter, so you could only use them in the car. And I want to point out, those rotary phones were very much the um, old office phones with all the line yeah. switches at the bottom, yeah. the white lights. You know these phones. If you yeah. watch any movie about the working world from the 1980s, you've seen these phones. Yeah. Then they, there was a Half-Life exhibit. And it was the yes. progression of Half-Life. So the first one they were showing is actually the alpha build of Half-Life on the first computer. And then it goes up to Half-Life as it actually as it actually released. 
then like uh, some more Half-Life ending with the Dreamcast in the PlayStation 2 versions. Unfortunately, he ran out of room, so there couldn't be yes. a big ex- uh, question mark asking where's three. Yes, or a big frowny face yes. uh, for where is episode two already or, you know, yeah. uh, Half-Life 3. Yeah. And then all the Commodores, all the VIC-20, your Commodore 64, uh, the Commodore PET. Uh, go, you know, going through plus four, one twenty eight. You name it. Yeah. Ami- Amigas were on the other side, though. Yes, but... we've already passed through the Amigas. Yeah. But um, uh, you name it, it was here. And uh, yes, Rob was very happy and played a little bit of Miss Pac Man. Yeah, because uh, that you know, and 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 they they'll run other things on them. This is like where I saw that Super Mario Brothers for the first time. Now uh, the one for Commodore sixty four. Now this was actually neat. What they're showing here. This was the last thing you're seeing. It's like, oh, that's the Weather Channel. Whatever. These are actually the actual units rescued from cable stations to do the local on the eights with the old graphics and everything. Uh, they actually rescued them. They actually worked. They were actually showing the live weather. Yeah, it was, it, it, you, if you look at this TV for those watching on Twitch, you can see at the bottom Saturday, July 29th. That was a, and that was the time that Bobby was filming. That was the literal forecast at that time. It was yeah, pretty incredible. And so these were the things that like your local your local cable network would have, and that that's what they would show for the local on the eights. Yeah, and you pan past it. But there was also a TV guide channel machine yes. that was there too. That uh, yeah, so just kind of like all the you know how how the sausage is made on your local cable. Yeah, and uh, the channels. one that's here is actually autographed by people at the Weather Channel, so that's that's why. which is based in Atlanta, so pretty yes. convenient. Yeah, yeah, it's actually the Weather Channel building is like half a mile away from where we were. Oh, like perfect. it's actually in that area. How funny. Um, so yeah, and then uh, somebody said Apple II forever. I disagree. Commodore forever. You can have room in your heart for both. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, and then uh, the Atari Lynx. Uh, he's actually, we've talked to him before, the Lynx Handicast is this podcast. He used to have a bigger setup, but then, like, it, it turned out to be, then he didn't have as much room. Uh, then there was the whole indie games. All the indie games I, here. There were so many good indie games, and I, I don't know if we're doing a jumbo episode tonight or what, because I could do another hour just on mm-hmm. these, but, you know, this is what happens when you invite the guy with a three-hour show yeah. with his friends onto your show. Um, but I would just say there were some really, I just, I hope these release. You know, yes. I, it can be very hard to get over that hump of actually releasing your game, right? Loki, time to car. Yeah. But then Loki did get Pixel Poops number two out, right? So I give him crap, but, you know, it was, um, he did get it out. And there were some games that we played that I really enjoyed. This one I thought was really cool. This was a first person, like, endless runner game. Yeah. I'm sorry, I forgot the name. Did you pan over the sign? For uh, I don't think point? I did. Shucks. Okay, well, whatever this game was called, I liked it. And the developers are very kind as well. So I'm very sorry I forgot the name of your game yep. in the moment, but blame the cameraman. Yeah. Uh, these folks, uh, that is not the name of that game, uh, but it was a really interesting little puzzle game, and I know they're really looking to release. They're looking for some uh, you know, av- yeah. avenues to do that. Um, so that was a neat little puzzle game uh, that was there. This, okay, this was brilliant. This Commandos, Chemandos, this was Contra, but like it was teaching chemistry. Like the whole the whole thing was that you would pick up two elements. Like you'd pick up like hydrogen and chlorine, and then you'd have that kind of gun. This, super smart. Yeah, I, I thought that was such a cute. I, I and I have no idea. I forget where the guy said he was yeah. as far as releasing, but um, I thought it was great. This uh, Void Vet- Souls. Void yeah. Souls was like a Vetrex inspired Dark Souls game. That is my kind of Dark Souls game. That yeah. was a lot of fun to play. I will absolutely pick that up when that is released. I think they are wishlisting on Steam. Yes, they are wishlisting on Steam. Yeah. yeah. 
because um and because they've done like uh if you remember I talked about Twin Cop mm-hmm. a couple years ago uh and interviewed them that's the same indie studio yeah yeah doing that. So and I apologize. I did not have time to play all of these games. I'm so sorry to these indie devs, but you had some really good stuff on display. Now I think you're about to get to okay. This is the rhythm MMO. This my jam. This was my jam. Somebody made. It's actually one person, a nice uh, a nice gal made this rhythm MMO, which is it is what it is. It's it's an MMO like Ragnarok. Don't think like a complex MMO. Think a simple MMO like Ragnarok, but you use DDR to battle. Even when you come across other players, you can PvP with DDR. I, I, and you can wish list that on Steam as well too. Yeah. And I think she's looking for a way to release on that. I really wish her all the luck because she honestly took two things I love and made a combined it, made a game out of it. And I thought yeah. that was great. I have no idea what this was that you were showing, but I saw them going all weekend. I thought they were broadcasting or something. They're YouTubers. Oh, so okay. Got they it. were YouTubers that do Commodore 64 stuff. Hey, look, Voice of Geeks Network sponsored the Artemis Rooms. Yeah, this looked like a lot of fun. Um, sadly, we never did get a chance to play it, which right. unfortunately seems to happen to us a lot. Yeah. But they'll be back at Dragon Con. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, the, always a, a nice crew that does this. And this looks like a lot of fun. This is yeah. this is like Bridge Commander, but like IRL, and people get really into it. I would go. So the bathrooms were across the hall from this, or at least one set of bathrooms. Every time I would go in there, I would hear people talking about that they were just getting out of this and how much fun they had. Yeah. So it was it was it yeah. was a good time. And for people who don't know what Artemis is, it's like you'll have like five people, uh, and it's so it's like a social. But you're the crew of a ship, and so one person's the captain, one person's engineering, one person's weapon navigation, and you're working to get together to solve a scenario. And they, he would have all these set up, and there's lights and booms and stuff, and you know. And oftentimes at these conventions, people have been in, engaging in adult beverages beforehand, yeah. which just adds to the lulls. So, and he was even running what we're showing actually right here is like the new, like a, a beta of like the new version of Artemis that was rebuilt with the ground up. Oh, cool! And he, I know they were talking about PvP. So, like this yeah. room was battling the room next to him. And some, I think that's yeah, cool. in some areas, like sometimes he was running two pve bridges but then like a couple times a night it would be a pvp ship battle for people who were kind of who knew what they were doing that's fun that's that's like qzar kind of yeah. in a in a way yeah. uh, i thought it was yeah that's great props to the artemis folks yeah so uh and this is ltebridge.com is the company that does it uh they put our logo on the the banner so we are officially the sponsor of them at Southern Fried Gaming Expo and have been for several years. Happy to be. So, uh, and Troy, he, this is if you hear the bumper that has the Star Trek stuff, it's it's him. Like that's Troy. He's he's the one that did the bumper for that. Um, and Zemeki Eleven says Artemis is great. Been playing since 2011. It's a million times better than that buggy Star Trek VR game made by Ubisoft. It also predates Star Trek Bridge Crew. Yeah, Artemis came first. Everything is more fun in person. Yes. Period. This is a great, you know, it, and they do they do charge you to play it, but it's because it's an enhanced yeah. experience. Yeah. And then I go through these uh, some of the rooms on the side, and I usually never go into these rooms. They're kind of down in the bottom area or in the in the lobby area, and most First of the stuff's floor. on the second yeah. floor. Uh, but they were playing a like a lot of uh, this is where your tabletop RPG, your Pathfinder, and like even miniatures games, uh, and people were in here the whole time play miniatures and there's some magic the gathering going on in some of these rooms as well uh some of your card games but this is where they were setting up and and doing tabletop role-playing games so if all you wanted to do was uh you know a, a week weekend long campaign you can do that here at southern fried gaming expo and you don't have to worry about the pinball um 
I was showing some of the miniatures work because I, I think it's fascinating, like some of this stuff, even though it I is. would never I play the I game. I didn't see any of this, but this is this yeah. is this is again it's 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 really the art side of gaming, right? People take this stuff very seriously with the miniatures and everything because it's it's literally they're making art. It's similar to the labyrinth machine we were looking at earlier. Yeah. It's it's really that artistic side and using games to express that. I think you know, even if I don't get into it myself personally, I still find it beautiful. Yeah. And this is like a star they had a Star Wars one said so this Moss Eisley uh right here. And, you know, play, playing Star Wars games. But this is, you know, you, you're battling out with, like, rulers and stuff. And, you know, that's how far away you are from from the person. And, and so it's some it's, it's math and stuff. But people who get, get really into this one. And see, we had problems figuring out how to roll dice in a Kingdom Hearts game. Yes. So this is why we don't do the miniature things. Yes. But, again, I can appreciate it and go, that is really cool. And yeah. this is just, it looks like fun. Yeah. I, the miniature side I never got into, especially the painting, uh, and then oh, no. uh, neither could Mario. Yeah, Mario, um, Mario passed away. There. Mario, Mar- was, Mar- Mario's done. This, this was uh, for the podcast listeners. There's a big inflatable Mario that at one point fell over while we were right there, and then this I think was them putting him away. So they were deflating Mario yep. and putting Mario away for the day there. Uh, which is usually how they end the con. Yes. With the grand decommissioning of Mario. Yes. And you like, so they'll always post picture of Mario face down, like just like pfft, done, but game over th- this one. He was like leaning over onto the pinball table and that's not good. So yes. they, they decommissioned him for the day and packed him up. And, and when you would see people running over to save him, that thing is so big, they would run and they would be right where his crotch is. Yeah. Trying to say, I, I'm sorry, this is the family show, but you, you, you you put that imagery together, and yeah. you will understand why it's really funny to watch these grown men trying to save Mario yeah. by lifting him. Yeah, and you you finish the rest. Yeah, ha- hashtag mood. Yes, says Dark Titsia. So um, so yeah, so Southern Fried Gaming Expo, like, and it's kind of funny. We're like, oh yeah, it's a smaller con, but like we're then sitting here going, we didn't do everything we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Like there was a lot we couldn't do, even though it is, and it's probably only there was probably about three thousand, four thousand people throughout the entire weekend. I don't know what the numbers are, but that's usually what they get. I bet it's more, or it might be more like five or six. But it's definitely it's not hard to tell because there's actually another convention that was running right next yes. to it that has nothing to do with any of this. But it distorts like how many people are actually in that hall. Yeah, but but they actually will t- like Southern Fried knows how many badges they sold, sure, and stuff, and they will release that number. Uh, at some point, but um, but yeah, it's, it's it's in the couple thousand, so it's not the forty thousand of Dragon Con of new or the eighty thousand of Dragon Con of old, uh, or even like Magfest had tens of thousands of people. I believe. But I, yeah. I bet I, I bet Rama in chat will attest like a lot of your mid-sized anime conventions are about that size. Yeah. you know that's that's your typical anime con. Um, and there's a lot of fun stuff to see. Yeah, I, w- I would not knock it for its size. It packs yeah. a lot into what it is, you know, putting out there. So I had a great time. I wish, you know, uh, real. I'd love to come back next year. Realistically, that's a lot harder for me yeah. than it is for Bobby. But for the locals, you know, even if I was like in North Carolina local or like within driving distance for yeah. a day, I would absolutely come to this show and at least spend a day. Yeah. If not the weekend, um, yeah. like you did. Yeah, it's uh, and it's they've actually already got the dates for next year, July nineteenth through twenty first. Uh, so it's a little bit earlier in the year, but it's still it's mid July now instead of late July. So it's going to be even hotter. Um, <laughs> so, but but yeah, and and uh, but I love it. And now you see why I love it. It's my favorite convention. Don't tell Dragon Con. Um, and, and and like stuff like that vintage computer festival that used to be its own weekend. Yeah, and that's why like I felt bad that I couldn't spend all the time because I used to spend. 
set a Roland hours. demonstration. Yeah, right? I, yeah. Would, I brought my Roland MT32. I brought my old uh, PC, which was actually sitting right here, uh, and you know, an old in speakers and stuff, and would would run old stuff, uh, old Sierra games with the really good music, or I'd run PC demos and stuff, and so I would actually exhibit there, uh, and and then I would actually have more time to sit and play X Wing. Or, you know, play, play Doom uh, on a death match. But here it's like, all right, I have like, you know, 30 minutes to go through this. And I want to see all this stuff in 30 minutes. Then I got to go do something else. Um, as Sharon and Matt says, so it seems like there was a lot more this year than previous years, obviously, since pre-pandemic. Vlad is growing and growing. It's twice the size. Like, they basically doubled their size. Yeah, and if you think year. it's right of the pandemic, the pandemic would probably, you know, for any convention... Mm-hmm kneecapped it for a couple of years you know yeah. so it's nice like this is definitely a bounce bouncing back bigger and better yeah and i want to point out rama and chad also said 10k is mid-sized but there are cons that are like three to four k i absolutely love yeah there's something about being able to feel like you kind of got to digest the whole convention which you can never do at dragon con yeah i love i love dragon con I would never talk you know there's i have nothing but positive i cannot digest that entire convention there is too much at least with this i feel like i got a taste of just about everything but I don't know if the listeners will because we're already in an hour. We haven't even touched on panels yet. Yeah. Am I going to stay till next week? No. Yeah. Uh, spare room? No. We, we got some time. Let's right. do a little bit of a jumbo show. <laughs> um, you know, and hey, I, do, I don't have to edit this show. Like, so th- that's what's great. Yeah. Like, I don't have to worry about editing like I do everything else because there's no awkward pauses from me. Yeah. I'm, I'm here to help fill in the awkward. I am the awkward pause. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, we actually did some panels. Uh, and, uh, I will talk about mine first a little bit. And, um, yeah, I want to read, sorry, that last yeah. comment that was in chat in yeah. the, sorry, it's hard for me to see from back here. Quest Quest Buster. Uh, can you read that? Yeah. Huge <laughs> problem. Yes. It's a small screen. This is set for me. Like okay. I, I'm not used to having a friend in here. Uh, huge props to all the people who bravely volunteered their own hardware and time to make something like that happen. And I, that's why I wanted to read. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. It, it I'm a literal backseat driver on the Bobby Bobby yes. show today. <laughs> yes. And, and, and it's because, but like, this is what they do because they want to share the hobby with others without inviting them into their house. Well, look at the kids. To yeah. embracing that stuff. And the, some of the indie devs that I talked yeah. to, you know, the, the Endless Runner that – I'm so sorry. I forgot the name of that. Yeah. The Endless Runner that was with the kids there, there. There were kids on that the entire time. We were talking yeah. to those devs for a good 30 minutes, and there were kids there the entire time. And they were talking about how the reward – really is seeing that like it's how you know your game is landing and connecting because yeah. those kids were trying to one-up each other and beat each other's scores so they knew they were onto something with that so um i i think that's a a nice big win as well and kind of like what did the collectors get out of it you know watching their machines get beat up all weekend and yeah. that was you know that was what it was so it was it was good but the convention is not just game rooms and gaming there's there's all sorts of other things too right bobby yeah so i did a panel uh, and we recorded it, so I'm going to look at it, make sure the recording came out fine. Sometimes my sometimes my camcorder gets weird when it's over 10 minutes long because it splits it up in 10-minute chunks. Oh, and and the, the audio sometimes desyncs, so I have to resync it. Your camera guy didn't know how sensitive the Zoom thing was at first either, so it gets a little bumpy. It's going to be fun. And you know what? I should have thought to tell you... When you were running this through OBS, you should have recorded a local copy of the yeah. speed run, and then you could put that video over yeah. me shooting. But, you know, next year. Next year. Next year. Uh, but uh, An Eternal Enigma came up again. and uh, Great guy. First time ever meeting him. Yeah. And I didn't I – didn't, admittedly, I did not – I've heard of him through um, – uh, GDQ, so quick. yeah, uh, but I, you know, did, I know he's a partner on Twitter. I just honestly, I, I don't have time to watch everybody. I'm sorry, but he was great. I will watch him in the future because he's a really nice guy. And, yeah, uh, I, I, I respect his fashion game. Yes, and he didn't even bring sequins this time. 
No, but I think that's that's great. Yeah. Uh, Tie dye is very in right now. Although this is yeah. more like the splash paint look. Yeah. It's very in right now. It is custom. All his jackets are custom. He's I told me that. Respect. So, uh, but we did Silent Hill Homecoming. Uh, as a speedrun. It was a speedrun exhibition. We talked a little bit about speedrunning. Uh, and uh, the panel went great. The game didn't. And it was yeah. kind of nice. It was kind of neat how it happened. Like, it actually fell apart. Yeah, the, the speedrun, y'all ran into a problem with the door towards the end. But it didn't It didn't matter because it's all about how you play it off, right? And, you know, um, you and Enigma especially did such a great job just playing off like, hey, these things happen. And that's true. Like, sometimes you do a speedrun and things you don't want to happen are going to happen. Um, and so, he, 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 thankfully, he had the backups ready to go for yeah. that, too. Um, so they were able to get through the game. But it just, you know, unfortunately, it was not a world record run. No. But, you know, there was a lot of explanation as to things that can go right and things that can go wrong. And unfortunately, at the end, ran into wrong, 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 wrong yeah. on one particular door over and over. And it's, it's a bummer. But yeah. it was still fun. It was a lot of fun. But nobody, nobody wasted So it meant he had to do the puzzle itself. Yeah, yeah. He ended up having to do it the long way, which was, you know, but it yeah. worked. But we still beat it in 43 minutes. Yes. Which it's for a 10-hour 10 10 game. Yeah, 10-hour game is still very good. In 43 minutes. Um, we were on pace for like 30, 35 minutes, and then the the, the last door uh, messed us up. But, I mean, we had a great crowd in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were going up against the 80s prom dance with the 80s cover band, and we were going up against the comedy show, The Roast of Mario, where comedians, stand-up comedians dressed up as characters and roasted Mario. And uh, that's what we were up against, and uh, we instead beat Silent Hill. Um, but then uh, you got to do a panel. Today, yeah, it's like kind of closing things out. Yeah, so I got to do a panel uh, with the Nintendo voice actors. So we had the voice actor of, um, I'm going to mess up their names. I believe Samantha Kelly is her name, who does Peach and mm-hmm. Toad. Yep. Kenny James, who does Bowser, yep. and Laura Faye Smith, who yes, does Rosalina. Yeah. Wow, yeah, I remembered. Um, uh, all the uh, talents there were, they, they, they have not been uh, voicing them forever. Uh, Laura was very open that she's been the third voice of Rosalina. Um, and I think uh, they all referenced that there were other people that did it before. But that's just that's just the ebb and flow of you know doing uh, voice acting. So we talked a little bit about that. You know, how do you come in for somebody that you know has done the voice before? Mm-hmm. What's your inspiration? A lot of great advice for up and coming voice yeah. actors. There were a few in the room. We took audience questions. You know, and a lot of you you really don't realize how much direction because you probably go like, oh, you know, when you're when you're playing Bowser and your dialogue is. You, you don't you don't really think about like yeah. all the direction that goes into that about like okay now you have to do meowser you know what is yeah. that if you don't know what all's going into that so it was it was it was really fascinating so big thanks to um the folks for uh yeah. just their good sportsmanship during the panel and everybody who came out and southern fried for having me yeah. uh, trusting me with that when they really didn't know who I was yeah um so that was a lot of fun to do so thank you yeah and nobody from variety was in the audience that we know of that we know of because that is the same room that child that asked that question could have been a reporter he could have been a reporter yeah. but uh, that that's the same room where that happened oh was it that oh, was that's the exact you didn't same tell room. me that oh yeah. you were you were uh making sure the bad luck juju yeah would not. okay that's the well, same that room nice that the variety article was oh, written about boy. with me a couple of years ago right. with, with the specific person who's, who was not there all right um but yeah so that that's the same stage yeah oh, good times so, yeah, and said so that was today. That was today at 1 o'clock. And then mm-hmm. we were like, all right, we're leaving. The Braves game's in the third inning. Let's get out of here before everybody leaves. Mm-hmm. And we were able to get out and uh, 
and, and, and make it back up here. Um, and uh, Zen Monkey Eleven says, "I want to hear from the Sims voice actors." Well, this was kind of like the Sims in the sense of, in a way, they don't spe- they don't have lines. They, they All really the don't. time. Now, we did hear from Samantha Kelly talking a little bit about when Peach went to the theme park. Mm-hmm. Now, Peach had some lines that they had yeah. her do. And she was talking about how touched she was seeing a lot of the photos of yeah. like little girls getting to see Peach for the first time and, you know, kind of get that, see that. We talked a little bit about that. And it was, yeah. really, it was really heartwarming. She lo- Samantha Kelly loves cosplayers. She yeah. said this. And, uh, and all that. So she loves all that. She did not love the question I asked her. About had she heard the covers of Toad singing Sia Chandelier. <laughs> I was so excited to ask her about that, but I, I think she was kind of like, she was very polite about it, but she was kind of like, that must have been very hard on their voice. I don't know if I could do that, you know, in a ne- yeah. next question, please, kind of way. Yeah. So. Um, but but they gave great advice about, um, you know, like actually like taking acting classes if you yeah. want to be a voice actor, like yeah. take acting classes, do theater, do community theater, because you're acting. It's not just the funny voice. And also you need to be able to do that funny voice for four hours straight, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and, and if you can't do the same voice in four hours, unless you, you have can... a nice company you're working with, like Nintendo, which which only books Bowser in two hour segments because of the type of voice he was providing. And, and the thing about him that I liked is because he's like, uh, you know, because he's an he's an older gentleman. He said he's in his sixties. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He Great started. He started voice acting in his forties. He had a completely different job, completely different career in his forties back in the two thousands. He uh, decided he, and I think Bowser was his first gig. Is kind of the way yeah. he kind of phrased it. Yeah, it's made it sound like it. Yeah, and and now he's doing anime, and so he yeah. kind of brought up some other things. Yeah, now he's going to be in One Piece. Uh, and 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 stuff. So, uh, but he, he, it was in his forties. He it wasn't. He didn't get into it in his twenties, like you think. Like, yes, you can do a change like that in yeah. your midlife crisis and actually have it work. That was very inspirational. Yes, forty-year-olds broadcasting on the internet. Thank you for that, <laughs> Mr. James. Uh, maybe I'll be a voice actor now. I can. I'm going to take uh, some acting uh, uh, classes. No, I would yeah. never want to steal Bowser. No, that'd be a different. Oh, and guy. he even t- he did talk about like how, you know there was a Bowser before him, and yeah. at beginning he did an impersonation of him, and he's like, I can't keep doing that because he was he didn't Bowser had lines in Super Mario Sunshine, but that was the last game that the previous Bowser worked on, and so. You know, he he was like he was doing that impersonation in the beginning, and but then he became he talked about how he became more deep, more gruff, so there could be more range, because they want Bowser to be more range. And I wanted to ask a question because uh, I had the handheld mic and I was running around the audience, so I could. Still I be gave part Bobby of a job so yeah. he could he could be a part of the panel. I was I was and so they could all thank me for for my help too. Yes. Um. But uh, I wanted to ask like, oh, so is it like you know Vin Diesel? being directed in Guardians of the Galaxy for saying I am Groot because in the actual script for Guardians of the Galaxy they actually told Vin Diesel this is what Groot is saying these are the lines and then he basically rephrased it into I am Groot but with the SAG after strike I didn't want to talk about movies oh yeah yeah good call good call so I kept it to myself but that's really what I want to ask I'm like do they give you like this is the line that Bowser would say if he could speak English and then turn that into a grunt, but I didn't want to get into that. Um, and if you didn't already know, video games are not part of what's being struck by SAG-AFTRA, right. so that's why this discussion was was fine. So just in yeah. case you were wondering, like, oh, they can talk about video games? Yes, they, yes, they yes, can. Yes, they can. Yeah. Uh, and they can even do, like, some meet-and-greet stuff, uh, you know, with that. Uh, and I guess they can talk about anime as well. 
because they all talked about some of the anime and the Crunchyroll stuff that they're working on. Yeah, but that would make sense because again, yeah. that's not part of um, the association that the, 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 all the motion pictures and all that. Yeah, yeah. so it, it does make sense. But and I was happy the crowd did not ask anything about the Mario Brothers movie. I was very, very snaps to the crowd because I was prepared for that question to come yep. up from a, from a kid who wouldn't know better. With all respect, and I was ready to deflect it, but I didn't have to. So thank you for that. But the kid did want to know how old Princess Peach was. The kid wanted to know. The kid was like, "Is Princess Peach thirty I kid you not. Yeah. A kid asked the question, and and uh, you, the, Samantha Kelly, true, true, true professional, plays it off. Yep. Well, you know how old? I think it's open to interpretation. How old do you think she is? That's how old she is. And the kid goes, "I think she's thirty-eight. <laughs> she's like, "All right, all right." Um, but yeah, no. But we had a lot of great questions, and I mean, they, they enjoyed the kid ones. Like that kid, I remember, like had his hand up, like you know, really excited. Yeah. So I, I gave him the mic, yeah. and then he froze. It's like he which, wanted which to ask that, question, but then kids do. And it, yes, but it was cute. And it was. And, and the, the panelists have seen this a million times. Yes. Every con they go to, if they allow audience to ask questions, yeah. there's going to be kids who freeze, yeah. and they, they handle it like pros. That's what yeah. they do. Yeah. Um, so, but it, no, but it was great. And then, uh, and then that was it. That was Southern Fried Gaming Expo. That wasn't it. Well, yeah. But that was most of it. That was most of it. <laughs> um, then, you know, then, by the way, the, to la- tonight, something else happened. And I you know if you oh, want to talk you, about Oh, you bit. want to. Oh, it's your show, your length. Yeah. You got you to gotta put it on your feed later. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So a little uh, earlier today, I visited uh, Theater Black Wolf uh, here at Black Wolf Manor, and I got the chance finally to play with a PlayStation VR 2 which I hadn't yet to put my hands on and actually see this. So um, you see me reaching around because, like, you actually – you have to, like, to – what was this? The Horizon for... – This is the Horizon Call of the, call the Mountain. Call of the Mountain. So I was doing, like, an exhibition mode where, like, you have, like, a shooting range and there's, like, one where you're, like, running and jumping. And, like, you actually have to reach into your back to pull out an arrow. Do But actually that felt – like, once I got the hang of it, it felt really good. Uh, and then the, the climbing and running and jumping and all mm-hmm. that was a workout. You don't actually have to run and jump, but even, like – Moving your arms around to do that was really a workout. Yeah. Uh, you also showed me one mode, and you're gonna have to remind me the name it's of it. The 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 it's 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 the Jungle Cruise. Okay. So, yes, it's, it's a theme park mode. Yeah. I literally was like, I think I've paid money to do this ride at Universal, where they put like the VR glasses over you, and it's like you're going down a track. It's so the technology is great. It really is. Um, and I I enjoyed the Horizon game. Just again, I'm back at the same problem where. There's not enough big name games unique to VR. One is not enough. One Horizon spinoff game is not yeah. enough. And essentially, it kind of still feels like a mini game collection of sorts. I know they strung it together in a story mode, but yeah. you know. So I, I just, I'm sad to see Sony not invest in this hardware a little more with first party titles. I know there's a lot of indies that are supporting it, but they really need to. Uh, buffer. It's a great. It is a great piece of hardware. I wish I could justify buying one. I can't right now. Yeah. Um. But the it, it looked great. Yeah. So it was the machine safari was the that one, was and it. and I put you in that first because you didn't really have to move as much, although you could flick off. The you monsters. wanted that jump scare at the end. And you I did. Know it. I yeah. did. Um. Because I fell for it too. Um. But but it's 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 Jungle Cruise with without the backside of water. Yes. Yeah. No backside of water. Um. But. Uh, but uh, you got to feel like the vibration in the head, the the, mm-hmm. the force feedback that's in your he- in in your forehead, and it, it feels feels natural. And the creepy eye tracking, yeah, yeah, the, 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 yeah, because like it it you it did the eye tracking, you're like, oh, this is creepy, and it was that was literally my first reaction. Yeah, yeah. well, and it was also it was calibrated from my eyes, mm-hmm. which jump around a lot because mm-hmm. I've got issues. 
mm-hmm. um, genetic issues and stuff yeah, like the, that. The fact it can compensate for that is still pretty incredible. Yeah, yeah, I'll give it that. So uh, Zen Monkey Eleven says Quest Two has those kind of games you're looking for, but Quest Two doesn't look as good as the PlayStation Five. I'm just I'm excited to see the technology keep advancing. Now let's make sure the applications are there. That is my my plea to developers. Um, and the folks developing this hardware, you've got to have the right partnerships and yeah. application. Beat Saber is only going to take you so far. And don't get me wrong, I love Beat Saber. It's only going to take you so far. Yep. So, um, yeah, so that that's all that I actually had uh, for tonight. Um, you know, what's coming up on Orange Launch Radio tonight? Nothing. All right. Um, no, yeah. we're off this week. We'll be back next yeah. week to talk about all the gaming news and all that good stuff. I think Loki Loki took the fam on a vacation tonight, I believe. Okay. And I believe Dark Soccer is also streaming all day. She's doing like a little mini subathon, that sort of thing. So, yeah. you know, we're all getting to do our own things this weekend, take a little break, and then we'll reconvene next weekend and uh, have, what, four shows until Dragon Con, yeah. which will be a whole other experience. But and I'm we really are not streaming that Sunday night. No. We're not doing this the again. Con, the con is Monday. So yeah. we have to stay on site Sunday, but we may have panels Sunday yes. night. Actually, yeah. I don't know. I kind of know my schedule, but I know I, I don't know it. the times. Yeah, I know part of it. I know like we're a yeah. digital media track, and we're going to do stuff with the video game track. Don't know exactly what that is just yet, and maybe other things. I don't know. Uh, I believe uh, mid August we're going to be able to share all that. Great. Uh, and th- that's when they can share it with us. Like, so like we little, like I know some stuff just because the digital media track already has, you know, worked with us on timing and stuff, but I don't know everything. Um, and so it's going to be, like I don't mid-August. even know if I'm doing horror again or what yeah. I don't. So I'll find out. I, I, I hope to, I'd love to. Um, but if not, that's okay. It's not in the cards this year. That's all right. Yeah. And, uh, we didn't even talk about, uh, the, 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 the deal that you had to do in the, the lobby today. That was kind of creepy. Okay. So Bobby caught me playing Ingress. I met up somebody locally. We did a little exchange for things I can't talk about because it's off spec. But yes, uh, some yes. Uh, Bobby kept joking it was my drug deal. Yeah. Uh, yes, I was meeting English players in yeah. the lobby and uh, doing a drug deal. Who came down just to to to, to meet with you? It's it was it was Bobby. Like, stop talking. Off spec. It was it. it they were giving away. That's right. What they I'll were beep doing. you again. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that is it, uh, for tonight. Um, I did see that our, our, our food arrived. I could see oh. it out the window. Oh, so such timing. I know. Perfect. So, uh, I will be back next Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, right here at the Voice Geeks Network Twitch Me channel. Me too. And you. Just not here. Just not here. You're going to be back Which is good because I'll stop interrupting you. Yes, and You can exactly. do your own show for once. But it's easier to interrupt me in person. It is. It, no, I, I, you know I miss doing these yes. shows in person. And it yeah. is what it is. You know, we, we don't have the set, set up for that anymore. But yeah. this is great. Thank you for having me here. Yeah, You're always okay. good to have me on every week to, you know, plug Orange Launch Radio. But th- yeah. this is fun. Thank you for having me in yeah. your home, taking me to Sunday Friday Gaming Expo, and introducing yep. me to that. And I had a great weekend. Yeah. So I, I look forward to seeing everybody back in my own place in uh, hot, hot, hot California next week. And, and he got to see that in my office, right when you get off camera, there is a mess everywhere. Same thing yes. in my place. The mad, the magic of movies yes. like, is truly magic. Yes. Uh, and I even had to do a little bit because we're, we we had to move the camera left a little bit. So you see a little more. So you can't, you know. But anyway, but uh, but he's he, very gracious. I did. We didn't clean the whole house. So if you talk bad about me, I'm going to move. Okay. Well, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Um, he's been great. A great guest. We actually, we call our guest room Rob's room. 
because like yes like my mother-in-law has stayed there and my mom stayed there a couple years ago uh before she passed away but rob has actually been in there the most and so it's rob's our guest room is rob's room so that's yours how many times have you been to my place bobby um um, so anyway, we are going to be back next Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. I'll try to get Sacramento to put on a fun convention and there make it go. worth it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Voice of Geeks Network Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash vlog network. Come join us and interact with the show directly. Uh, I would love to come to Sacramento sometime. I've never been. I've been to San Francisco, but, you know, that's San Francisco. Well, that's, everybody just says, oh, we'll spend a day in San, Sacramento no. on our way to San Francisco yeah, where no, the fun's no, really at. No. So. It, it, no, I'd rather go well, to Reno. Like, if, no, no, you wouldn't. <laughs> No, you wouldn't. Um, but, hey, you know what? Uh, maybe there'll be a GDC or even yeah. a Fanime or a Mag West yeah. or something in the future, and it'll be a good – good. Yeah. I wish GamerX would come back. But I understand why they can't. A lot's changed with that. Yeah. But uh, something of that same tone, yeah. which reminds me a lot of this show, that I, I yeah. would love to see that come back to the yeah. West Coast. There, there, we'll find it. I'll find a way. Where there's a will, there's a way. There's where there's a will, there's a way. Um, so yeah, so uh yeah, come join us on our Discord server, vognetwork.com slash Discord. Uh that is where you can keep up with us during the week. I would say social media, but I don't I don't know what to do with social media right now. I, I'm Bobby Blackwolf at many places and you can find me there. Uh but don't think that I post anything. Um I I, I did not social media this weekend at all. I took video, I took pictures, and I did not post anything. I retweeted other people's Can't posts. Can't relate. Uh, I was still posting things, mostly on my Twitter. And uh, yes, we're calling it that. It's the Sears Tower and it's Twitter. Yeah. It's Arco Arena and it's Twitter. Um, and it's so, uh, yeah, it's uh, Twitter at Rob Rob, Mr. Rob, I don't even know my Twitter name. At Mr. Yep. Rob Roberts is where I'm at if you want to follow me on Twitter. Mm -hmm. I know this is about you, but again, you invite me to your, to your yeah, home. I know. I'm going to interrupt you. It's what I do. Everybody yeah. said, I've heard people say that the best part of my show is the 10 minutes I spend talking to you. So we just gave it for to him for an whole That episode. was me that said that. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so if you like the show, tell a friend. If you hate the show, tell an enemy. I don't care. Just tell someone the show is not for everybody. But it may be for somebody who does not know about it yet. We are going to get back to regular programming next week, but this was a lot of fun. But I do want to thank the people that did go above and beyond. Uh, you being here is really all we ask for, but... Those of you who go above and beyond, it really helps make this work. And I do want to thank DJ Rana S for cheering 150 bits earlier. Thank you so much for that uh, and all your support, all the subs that we've gotten in the past. I think like we're, we're kind of mid-month right now, so a lot of people already have their subs. Uh, but uh, uh, thank you so much. Orange Lounge Radio is not up next, so we are going to be rating no. someone. <laughs> Uh, we're going to go eat uh, and, and have some and, and, and you know spend some time with Mrs. Black Wolf. Um, who's probably who is so fabulous. You all yes. don't even know. Mrs. No. Blackwolf is incredible, yeah. and hopefully someday y'all will get to meet her. Yeah, she's great. She's probably still playing Disney Dreamlight Valley right now mm -hmm. with hanging out with Goofy. Yep. Um. So uh, I am going to go ahead and hit the button so uh, we get, we get out of here. And uh, it didn't work. You want to know why it didn't work? Because I had to mute all that stuff it's because I didn't want you to hear all the loud pinging and 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 stuff. But uh, I'm going to hit the button now. And there it is. There's the music. So I will see you next week. Orange Lounge Radio will be back uh, next week. Uh, we're going to be rating someone here on the Twitch feed, so stay tuned for that. I'll see you next week. Bye. A winner is you. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts, guests, and callers only and are not necessarily the opinions of the Vogue Network, people who need to hire new voiceover guys, or your mom. Although if Bobby said it, it really should be. This has been a production of Bobby Blackwolf Studios.